Hey, this is Shane Hall, and you're listening to Bradley's House Podcast. Get it. Hey guys, welcome back. I am so excited because it has been a long time since you've came and joined us in Bradley's house. I'm your co-host, Jared Orr. She is the executive director of the Knoll Family Foundation and our host, Ms. Kelly Knoll. Kelly, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing so great, Jared. As you mentioned, it's been a while since we've done an episode. Things have gotten a little crazy and So I am so happy to finally be back. Honestly, I've missed it. I've missed talking with you and I've missed talking with our guests and I've missed knowing that our listeners are out there and a part of it. So I'm super excited and, um, and I'm also super excited about our guests today, but we'll get to that. I am also super excited. So guys, we've gotten (laughs) all your messages. We see the YouTube comments and the emails. Bradley's house isn't going anywhere. We've just had a long run of a lot of cool stuff going on, which is a lot of neat stuff coming up for you guys as well. One of the things that we've been doing is we were out in Las Vegas. Uh, We were there for Reggae Rise Up. Thank you so much to everybody who came out to our show the night before. Uh, We had that that big show out there in Vegas, and it was so much fun. And last minute, um, our our friend Ras One had to have a oral surgery. So shout out to Ras One. I know that he's starting to do a little bit better. He's feeling better. Mm -hmm. And we didn't know what we were going to do. We're out in Vegas. It was last minute. And uh, our friend Jackson Weatherby from the elevator stepped up and said, I got you guys. It was so great. He jumped up there and did an acoustic set for us. Uh, So when I tell you guys, uh, when we're doing these events and I say, hey, make sure you get out there because you (laughs) never know what's going to happen. Stuff like that happens at these events. And then while we were over at Reggae Rise Up, uh, meeting all of the people, enjoying all the incredible music, a great friend of the foundation came over, gave us an opportunity, got the conversation rolling, and that's what got us started for our return episode. Kelly, who's our guest today? Today, I am so excited that we have with us someone who I've been wanting to talk with for a long time. And we started talking with him a little bit. You and I, we had a conference call a couple weeks ago with him and he started to get into his story and I was like, no, wait, stop, stop, stop. Because it's fun when it's just fresh, when our listeners get to find out about somebody just as we are. So I've been waiting for this and, you know, we're all busy trying to schedule things, finally got it scheduled. And I am really excited to finally have with us from Surf Roots TV, Dave Resin. Dave, thank you so much for being with us on Bradley's House. Hey, what's going on, you guys? Thanks for having me. First of all, where are you? Are you on the West Coast? Are you Southern California? Right now, I'm in Del Mar in North County. Yeah, San okay. Diego. San Diego County, beautiful area. Yes. That is. is that where you're originally from? No, I, I grew, I'm from the South Bay in LA. Ah, so, okay. How'd you uh, end up down in Del Mar? Well, I moved down to North County about six, seven years ago. Um, I was in Carlsbad and in Oceanside and out here in Del Mar. Um, I just love it down here. And just kind of uh, after about 20 years in Hermosa, um, needed to kind of explore some new territory and just kind of, mm. yeah, find a, find a fresh spot. So I've always just loved it down here. I used to come down here and surf at Swami's and Encinitas. Ah, uh, yeah. Always get away. And like, this was my spot. So I just ended up moving down here. It's such a beautiful area. And I think South, like the whole San Diego County area has so many hidden gems that so many people don't know about. So I think it's great. You've made your way down there. So for people who don't know, Hermosa Beach is kind of halfway between like LA and Long Beach. I guess that's a, yeah, a generalization. Yeah. But. South Bay, South Bay is its own little little area because it's like yeah. Redondo, Palos Verdes, Torrance. I was born in Torrance and grew okay. up in PD and then moved to Hermosa and 
just yeah the nice. south bay they call it the bubble you know it's like it's right. its own little scene it's like in la but not in la at all exactly so it's a little getaway huh yeah and that's, for sure. that's right near where kona town recording studio is right pepper's recording kona studio town is there in redondo mm-hmm. yeah that's right sure. right next to that and then how did you get in how did surfer's tv come about oh wow um Take us all the way back. Shoots. Um, Long answer. So I heard the part about Paul Milbury's band. Yes. (laughs) Oh, that's right. I forgot. We do need to hear about that, too. The Surfreads Project started. I was doing a uh, a record label, Resin Music, in Hermosa. Uh, I was doing distribution and a record label. um, And I was a promoter putting on shows. And like every all reggae, it was kind of like our passion, my partner Tim Gray and I. And um, we were approached by Body Glove, who's right there in um, on a street called Hirondo, because it's between Hermos and Redondo. So mm-hmm. the, the Body Glove headquarters. And we knew some people over there. Um, and they called us in one day and they're like, you guys, would, you know, we're trying to raise money for our top junior surfers called Surfing America or the USA Surf Team. And would you guys be interested in doing a fundraiser? Um, like a CD that we could sell at surf shops and put out there. And ah. So we're like, yeah, that'd be, that'd be really cool. So we put together the surf roots compilation CD and surfing America got it out there to surf shops. It was exclusively out in surf shops. And that volume one, it was like slightly stupid and pepper and Damien Marley and like all these, you know, all these <gasps> bands we love. Wow. We everyone for a track. And Are everyone- those still available? You know, I don't think they're, I don't think they are. I think it was kind of a, of the limited pressing for that time, mm. but wow, um, yeah, so, we, so it ended up, so it started out um, as a benefit for the USA surf team. And that kind of, that turned into like a series of release parties and that turned into a tour. And then we did the surf roots tour. Um, and we actually did that for five summers um, bands like B foundation and dirty oh. Head. Tribal uh-huh. Seeds and Sashamon and Anuhea, like all these cool bands were playing the Surf Roots Tour. Um, and we were taking it all around the West Coast. And then somehow it morphed into like Surf Roots Radio. We started Surf Roots Radio because like in LA, as I'm sure you guys know, it's like they have like K-Rock. Yeah. Which, you know, heavy alternative rock is kind of like the number one station. But there's no reggae station or reggae rock. It's like K-Rock. No. Which, you know, one or two bands, like they'd spin Sublime or they'd spin, right. you know, 311 or No Doubt at that time. But like they didn't have any, they weren't playing like the reggae scene that we were booking. Right. So like all the bands we love, we're like, we're just going to do our own radio station. Ah. And put together Surf Roots Radio. We built the app. And um, it's so funny. It became like the number one reggae station, like on iTunes radio and stuff, because there were other. No one else is doing it. Yeah, nobody else was working with this, the California band, like, as far as putting them on the radio. Like, there was other reggae stations, but they were all, you know, the roots out of Jamaica, you know, like the real, I call it the real roots music or authentic reggae. Yeah. But we were doing kind of like the Cali reggae, and, um, and those were all the bands we were booking and working with. Um, and it just became kind of a really popular radio station, so... We did the, the radio station for, so this is leading up to your question about how Surf Roots TV. So we did Surf Roots Radio for um, about seven or eight years before we came around to like, hey, people want to also see the visuals, you know, it's cool. Yeah. They can take Surf Roots Radio on their phone and go to the beach. And like, we love that, the mobile aspect of the radio station, but we just, you know, the visuals, there started to be so many great like music videos in our scene and like, um you know, it was just sort of a natural progression to um, turn it into a TV channel as well. And when did the TV channel start? So that was 2017. Okay. Um, Surfreach Radio was 2010. Surfreach TV started in 2017. And um, it's kind of a series. It's like a mix of music videos and live performances and interviews. And uh, we got a lot of help from Pepper, um, Kaleo. I love them hosting from day one so big shout out to, to kaleo and right 
big shout out to them. They are, they do so much for the music scene that people don't even know about. They do. They're just so generous with everything. And yes, great guys. You know, and Kaleo, you know, and Pepper, they're, they're one of those bands that really sort of picked up the torch from Sublime, you know. I agree, and, yeah. And along with Slightly, of course. And, and mm-hmm. um, they were, you know, Slightly was a band that we were booking back back then in the day. And like, you know, we're working with um, John Phillips and Silver, John and Matt Phillips at Silverback. Yes, love them. John's on our board, in fact. Yeah, so I mean, that's... Yeah. That, you know, we were kind of there at the birth of this Cali reggae scene, this movement, awesome. pushing in all the ways that we could. It was, you know, compilations and, and DVDs and tours and radio. And then now it's it's TV. And it's just kind of, it's really exciting, just kind of a way to um, keep this, just basically just spreading our favorite music and this vibe that we think is you know, really positive and just this positive energy. I will. I just have to point out here because you brought it up earlier, Kelly, and then, you know, we're sitting here, we're talking about them and um, obviously Pepper and Law Records, uh, we've spoken about them in every single episode of Bradley's House, (laughs) pretty much. Um, I've got to say, though, their social media team clearly has made a a error. I, I read that they said it was been 20 years since Kona town came out and that, that can't be right. It just can't be the 20 year tour. So I don't know if they Does that make you mistake. feel old. Jared? Yeah. That, yeah. Kona town came out like four years ago. Right guys. <laughs> it, it wasn't. Jared, you're, you're well, I, I remember when Pepper first moved to Cali, I remember coming uh, out, seeing them at an ASR show in San Diego. I was still, you know, living in the South Bay, but, came down we used to come to the asr show in san diego at the convention center and pepper was they came over from kona and they actually sent us their first um their first album kind of like they were submitting it to us because i was in distribution but like we went and saw that like they were signed to or they were with volcom and uh-huh. so that's why they were playing asr which is kind of like the surf surf clothing convention it's like action uh, sports right it was the action sports show yes and uh, I just remember seeing them. This is 1999, wow. I want to say. Yeah, 1999 or 2000, right in there. And um, they just had this, you know, definitely like a higher energy reggae, like he's like mm. rock star, you know, like. Yeah. And so, and, I, and I'm assuming, you know, I didn't get to see Sublime play live. And I'm just assuming that that's, you know, they got a lot of that from Sublime and Brad. And that's kind of like what he brought. Yeah. Like a true rock I star. I think so. You know, I don't know. I, I never thought of it as a true rock star, but, but when Brad got on stage, he, he left it all up there, you know, like he just didn't go yeah. back. And I think that's exactly what the guys from Pepper do. And that's why people that's, love their shows. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They Absolutely. Are There's no doubt about it. And I, I, you know, Kelly, we've had this talk before with sublime and it is so clear when you're watching Pe- at every single sublime show, Brad had the most fun. He mm-hmm. was having more fun than anyone. Right. And everybody was having a great time, but he was, and you watch the guys from pepper on stage. Yeah. They're having the most fun. They and are. I don't care if I don't care if it's twenty thousand people at a festival going nuts. Those guys on the stage are still having the most fun in that audience. <laughs> and 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 it shows. Yeah, they that's are. why everyone enjoys it. One hundred percent. I was just watching them. I was in the pit at Reggae Rise Up that we were talking about in Vegas and I was just uh. watching them from the front and like like you're saying, they're having a blast. They're such close friends. They're just they have all these inside yeah. jokes. They're hilarious. Yes. And, so fun and like that's that vibe you know and it's like so for us to have to do surf roots it was like it had to be with 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 pepper and kaleo as the whole it just like that was the only thing to be authentic yeah absolutely while we're on the subject i mean we'll talk about it a lot this episode but let's let people know maybe who don't how to get the app so i know i have an iphone so i know that in, in the apple store there's there's both a radio and a tv app right Yes, there's there's different apps on your phone. Yeah. There's a radio app and a TV app. We've got Roku, um, Amazon Fire TV, Fire Stick, and Apple TV are the okay. three ways to watch it on um, on your smart TV. You just have to download the Surfroots TV app. Right. Okay. So I watch it on my Roku, which I love, and I think it's so cool that that Surfroots has an app. I don't know why. I just think this is 
I think because I feel so connected to Surfroots, right? Because that's the music scene that I'm a part of. Yeah. Uh, and so then to have it like on my TV with, you know, with Netflix yeah. and Hulu and yeah. HBO and all that, it's like, wow, damn, Dave, that's, that's pretty it, cool. It's so exciting. It's so exciting. I mean, for us to sit there and have to have our app sitting there next to MTV and ESPN yes. and really it's, it's awesome. And a good thing I was going to mention about Roku is that we're switching this hosting service that we use. And so there's not going to be this buffering in between songs on Roku. Um, oh. that's, yeah, it's going to be way better. So like going into December, um, the TV app across all platforms is going to be much improved. Wonderful. And now we're you... talking about it. If you have <laughs> that, that surf roots app, or if you don't have it, make sure you go ahead and get it, download it, check out all of the awesome stuff, uh, including a, uh, a little clip that you guys did and had, uh, myself and Brindy, uh, another huge member of the team from the Knoll family foundation, uh, talking a little bit about Bradley's house on the Knoll family foundation on there. So you can go ahead and check that out on surf roots as well. Yeah, that was really cool. We got, you know, we had our host, Britt Rathewson, um, out there in Las Vegas with us. And she got to talk to you guys and, and have you guys, um, you know, tell, tell, tell about the, the cause and with Bradley's house and all the great stuff you guys are doing. So that was really cool to be able to interview you guys. That was a good interview too. I loved watching it. My favorite part was that I didn't have to be in it. So yeah, you slipped away. <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, I'm I'm a little uh, camera phobic, but I thought Brindy and Jarrett did a phenomenal job, and I so appreciate you asking us to do that and be a part of that because it really, really helps to reach people that we might not have otherwise reached. Yeah, well, we. I mean, we've always, you know, like you guys. You know, your project is, it's its such a great project, obviously, for all the people that you're helping. But second of all, it's like, there's been like a lot of great, you know, bands involved. Like we did the um, the house that Bradley built, that amazing uh -huh. that you guys yes. did. We did a premiere for it on Surfreaks Radio, and then we played the special on Surfreaks TV. And mm -hmm. it's just like all our favorite bands. And so it's like, we're all one family, you know? It's Absolutely. Like, so, I agree. Yeah. And I think the whole scene really feels like that. You know, like you said, we just, we all got back from Vegas a few weeks ago and Reggae Rise Up Vegas was so much fun. It's just great to see everybody. And, you know, after you've been doing these for a while, you start to see some of the same people and, you know, they come back and some people already have their Bradley's house. Shirts. It's just a, it's a great community of people that really seem to get involved too. Um, in fact, we were talking just before the show started about denim and how they had their equipment stolen and um yeah. and they put up a gofundme and within an hour got the money and that's yeah. to me that's just a great example of how awesome this community is you know people will really rally around to help including yeah. including our guest dave resin and you know i don't i don't want to put you on the spot here but Dave stopped by the Noel Family Foundation booth. He was there with Cat Hall actually walking around and they stopped and chatted for a second and he saw uh, the t-shirt that uh, Justin uh, had designed for us with Bradley mm -hmm. on the back of it. And he said, uh, hey, I, I need one of those. And I said, here, take it. And he said, absolutely not. I'm paying for this. <laughs> Um, so I, I tried to give it to him. He bought it and then he wore it. And the next day I got it, I was wearing it. And Dave, we got a picture together. We were t-shirt twins and that might've been the highlight. <laughs> Do we? I don't remember. That's, that. awesome. That's awesome. I wear it all the time. That's like my favorite shirt. Like I love, love it. that. So, yeah. If you guys oh. got to pick up the, the Null Foundation gear. It's awesome. Yes. Yes. We're, we're super excited. We have new stuff coming out and, uh, it's a lot of fun. We we fill the orders out of my garage, so <laughs> we're yeah. a little limited on space, but um, but it's really fun. You know, I get to see when people order stuff, and uh, we're just so grateful after being around for five years, as I'm sure you must be also. This the great loyalty from you know the people in this community is just fabulous. So blessed. I, I really pinch myself all the time. I mean, I wake up, you guys, like, I feel like I have the best job in the world. I wake up and I, I promote reggae all day, mm -hmm. every day. There's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of different facets to it and stuff I have to handle and stuff. But like, 
the bigger picture it's just so beautiful and it's so fun and i'm just so blessed and like it turns on a lot of people and they and they you know they dm us they email and they're just they're so thankful for it they love it and like people who are they might be in puerto rico there's people in uh, london there's people like in new york this all over and that blow your mind how much they love tuning in yeah it, re- yeah. it really does so it's really yeah. impactful. And this is why I so wanted you to do the podcast because I want people to see that Surfroots TV is not some like, you know, sterile corporate thing. But the reason why people connect with it so much is because there are real live people yeah. behind the scenes. It's us. Yeah. There's no algorithm. There's no corporate. Right. It's really us it's just playing our favorite bands and trying to work with our favorite bands. And like, we're just big fans, really, at the end of the day. I mean, we've aren't been- we all? Yeah. So it's just, I mean, we're just, we're, I think more excited than every, like when, you know, new, new albums come out and, you know, tours get announced and festivals, we're just super stoked like every day. Absolutely. Do you come from a big family? I do. I have um, three brothers and then now I'm a nine time uncle. So wow. Yes. Good grief. That's a lot of nieces and nephews. Yes. That's like my biggest joy right now is <laughs> one thing I really miss about for not being in LA is just not seeing uh, my niece nephews as much, but I still get up there as much as I can. Yeah. Are all three of your brothers still in the LA area? Um, no, I, well, yes and no. Um, two of them are, two of them are still in the South Bay and then one of them is up in LA. Okay. Um, um, and the, actually the nieces and nephews are the ones who are starting to scatter and some moved to New York and want to go into school in Arizona. And then there's oh. all the way, all the way down to a one-year-old. So there's oh like a big age range. Yeah. How but fun. They're amazing. And I just, yeah, since I don't have kids, like they're like my joy, you know, yeah. like my uncle, the time I get with them. Other like, people's you, kids you are awesome. Really are possibly the smartest fucking guy I know. <laughs> <laughs> I told you I was happy, Jared. Right? <laughs> In all fairness, I have two wonderful children, and actually a third now that one of mine is married. But I get what you mean. Like, I cannot imagine having little ones right now. I love being around other people's little ones, but I really love not having to care for them 24-7. Well, it's kind of scary times to be raising kids, too, yeah? Boy, isn't that the truth. It's nuts. I grew up in the 80s, and I thought that was a crazy time, but this is next-level shit. Yeah, and then COVID, like, that was super weird. Like, seeing my little nieces, like, little like wearing masks and yeah. this fear and everything. It was just very, I mean, that was a very, that was the weirdest time in my whole life that I can, I yeah. can't remember anything. Absolutely. I'm just thinking about that. Like, you know, in, in 10 years, people are going to look back and you're going to watch reruns of law and order and they're all going to be wearing these masks and you're, everyone's <laughs> going to be like, what the fuck is going on here? Did they wear yeah. masks on the show? Legitimately. Yeah. Wow. On a lot of shows. Yeah. They kept, yeah. Wow. Well, it was part of history. You know, and and that was another time when our community, you know, like the bands were, you know, streaming and everyone Mm -hmm. was trying to keep keep in touch through, through Zooms and and just, just, we just have a real community, you know, and and I'm really thankful for this, this reggae community. I think it really forced people to make an effort to connect, you know, instead of it just sort of happening. People have to be very intentional with their connections. And honestly, I loved it. I'm a homebody. I <laughs> love music, but I don't always want to have to go out to see it. So I right. loved it. I was listening to like three or four live streams a week. I'd come home from work, race yeah. home, and turn on the live stream. I loved it. I absolutely loved it. Yeah. I miss it. No, I, I mean, really all friend, like we're not promoters anymore. We're not putting on shows, but I have, you know, a lot of my friends are are the promoters and put on the festivals and stuff. And like, they were obviously having a really hard mm. time during COVID, but for yeah. us, you know, we're in the media now or on the you know multimedia, the TV and radio, right. our, our stuff kind of went through the roof because everyone was sitting home all day on their couch watching yeah. TV. So it actually was good for us. At that absolutely. Time. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think it also gave people an opportunity to get closer to the artists that they love too. You know, when you've got, 
an artist with their guitar in front of a camera taking requests, it's like a whole different experience than seeing them in a venue. It definitely was. It was a big change. Um, and, and then I think that the stoke of when it sort of was over and like people got to go to that first show and that first uh-huh. time. Remember how yeah. stoked you were to like get back? Yes. Yeah, it felt so weird. For me, it was Iration here at the Del Mar racetrack. And oh. um, yeah, it was called Concerts in Your Car. So it was like you're still kind of like in your car, but everyone's like uh-huh. hanging out inside their car, you know, it's like cruising yes. around. Yeah, but it was just the stoke level, you know, just, yeah, it just, COVID made everyone appreciate what we had before. Absolutely. Where did your your appreciation for this scene come from, Dave? How did you end up in this, you know, reggae, California reggae, slightly stupid, dirty heads, Paul Milberry's band? (laughs) Oh, you want to hear about Paul's? We do yeah, need to get to that at some point. Band. I think so growing up, you know, it was always for us. It was like backyard parties with, you know, Bob Marley, um, Steel Pulse. Uh, and then when I was in high school, the big band we were in, it was World Tribe. Mm-hmm. Uh, so shout out to all those guys. Um, but like, so it was just like, yeah, reggae in the South Bay. And like, and then um, when I started my label the reason i started the record label is i met this um an ethiopian singer named isaac Haile selassie um he's a, he was in venice beach at the time and he's a he has an amazing interesting story he was actually raised by the emperor Haile selassie in ethiopia wow yeah the 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 emperor took in the, the children who didn't have parents like isaac was orphaned uh. And so he had this Haile Selassie boarding school in Addis Ababa that he'd bring in all the kids. And then there was this big civil war in Ethiopia between Ethiopia and Eritrea. And Isaac escaped out of Ethiopia and got to America. And he wanted to do this album called Unite, you know, talking about bringing together the various factions in Ethiopia and stopping the war. And so that was the project that started my record label was Isaac Haile Selassie's Unite album. Wow. Um, it's like, yeah, it's, it's it's half in Amharic language, which is Ethiopian, and half in English. Um, it's just a really cool, you know, African reggae album. Um, and so, yeah, Isaac, and then worked with, you know, Tippa Irie from England. We put out a mm-hmm. Tippa Irie release, and, you know, we love Tippa. Uh, and then and then the Cali bands, of, like, you had Bad Fish at that time. And- yeah. B Foundation and just Tomorrow's Bad Seeds. They were our local uh, band. Yes, so love that. I had a shop actually called West Coast Roots. I had a little reggae shop and they worked at the shop, you know, and we also, really? pro- yeah, we promoted their shows and they worked at the shop. So like, they've been like, they're my day ones right there. And it's the Bad yeah. Seeds, Moy and Mets. And, um, but yeah, I mean, when, when you asked Jared how, it's just, it was just very organic, you know, it was just very, it's just, you know, and I think too, you know, I was thinking about the other day, it was like her Hermosa at that time was like, it was the home of punk rock. Yeah. So it was, it, was the, it was the Pennywise and Circle Jerks and Descendants. It was just really uh-huh. like, really hard, crazy music and like, like very aggressive and mosh pity. And like, I wasn't that type. I was kind of more like, hey, we're on the beach. Like we're stoked, you know, like <laughs> yeah, just have a have good fun. Vibe. So my partner and I, we started bringing like all the reggae through that we could like mm. Eka Mouse and the Wailing Souls. And we started putting on all these shows wow. that were like, we just kind of flipped Hermosa to reggae, like from punk rock to reggae. <laughs> it became like this big sort of SoCal hub of it, kind of like Long Beach was as well. Yeah. And, and um, the beach yeah, community just- seemed to lend itself to that really easily. Yeah, that's why that's what I'm saying is like it just it didn't the punk rock thing it didn't like work for me being on the mm-hmm. beach. Kind of like, hey, I'm not angry. I'm kind of stoked, you know. <laughs> I don't really want to like go and tear anything up. I just like really stoked, you know. So like the way <laughs> more worked with me, you know, or just so that's what we started booking and promoting was all the reggae artists. Like first from Jamaica and then like the Cali bands. The Cali bands were the openers of those shows. Like when we put uh. on shows Wailing Souls or Everton Blender or Eka Mouse. It's like the openers of those shows was like Tomorrow's Bad Seeds and Tribal Seeds and The Expendables and and Reb and Iration. You know, we were working with them. And then like, so they they were opening up these shows like the the Jamaican artists were the headliners at that time. 
But what it started to be was the the SoCal bands and the college bands stuff like started to be the ones that all the crowds started like really building up for and coming for. Yeah. And they got all the, you know, so people, you know, it's just like people could relate more to them. And, you know, they, they so they started building these huge crowds and it kind of flipped the scene to where the Cali band became the headliners. Wow. Uh, over a period of years. Yeah. And then when some festivals like the West beach festival and Cali roots, uh, you know, started up in Monterey, West beach and Santa Barbara, and they kind of elevated the California reggae bands to headliners like the revolution and dirty heads yes. and, and iration. And so, and it just, it sort of flipped the scene upside down. And then, you know, these bands became these bands that we were booking when they were like 40, 50 people became these big to sort of turn into big, national headliners and now it's just you know gotten bigger and bigger crazy um so we mentioned briefly that we needed to have you talk about paul milbury's band paul milbury for those who maybe have never listened to an episode of bradley's house podcast is the general manager of law records he's the gentleman responsible for making the um the house that Bradley built album happen. It was his brainchild. He put in all the work. He's the one that's raised over a hundred thousand dollars for the foundation through that. <laughs> it's truly incredible. And that's of course why he and Yasad are on our board of directors as well. They're amazing human beings. Uh, so you mentioned having a little inside knowledge of Paul Milbury's early band. We'd like to hear the scoop. Well, Paul was in a band uh, with K-Bong as well called High Roots. Basically, okay. short for Hawaii roots because they're right. The so it was just HI roots, right? HI roots, and they were okay. like the hot bands in San Diego back when I was a promoter. It was like early two thousands, and so like when we would come down, um, or like the bands that we would book in the South Bay from San Diego, you know, it was like High Roots and Stranger and One oh, Drop yeah. and um, uh, Diego Roots. Um, you know, and then later on tribal seeds and through the roots, sure. and, but, but basically like, but high roots, that's when I met Paul and K-Bong and those guys were, when they were, when were playing in a band together. So any good stories you have to tell us about them? <laughs> hmm. I'm trying to think what kind of stories about the book. I don't know. I just, you know, know. Paul is genuinely one of my most favorite people on the planet. So any inside information I could get would be really enjoyable. I just remember, you know, we'd come down to 710 Beach Club and, Mm -hmm. you know, we'd have shows, High Roots would be on the show and I'd go out back or on the side and, you know, maybe, um, you know, have a puff with the boys and hang Mm -hmm. out we just became good friends, you know? So like Paul, as he's gone on to, you know, running law records, you know, along with the pepper, pepper guys. Yeah. Just, stayed really close. And Paul's like, like you said, I mean, if Paul says jump, you just say how high. You right. He's the if, guy, you know? So if I thought he'd be interested, I would totally support that man for president. I don't think he'd want the stress, but he's such a wonderful human being and such a great businessman. Uh, I think the whole totally. the whole scene is really fortunate to have him. Totally agree. Yeah. No, it's like a lot of great stuffs come. You know, high roots and iration and 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 reb and like, you know, like just so many great things have come out of that scene. That was kind of like two thousand three, two thousand four, two thousand five. That was like mm. reb and iration were in college, and that's when we started booking them. They were at Santa UC Santa Barbara, right. And I remember Marley hitting me up. I was doing resin music at that time. I was a promoter and Marley hitting me up saying, Dave, we're like, we're blowing up in, in here in Isla Vista, like in DP, you know, on DP, uh-huh. uh, have these giant parties with Reb and Iration. And he's like, well, what do we, you know, where do we go from here? What do we do? And I was like, I got you, man. So we started booking them in, 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 in Long Beach and in the South Bay and in San Diego and then nice. in and then we took them to, to Mexico for SWAT spring break. And like every, you know, we just started booking revolution everywhere and like, wow, everywhere we would go with them. They just hit everyone directly in the heart and everyone was like in love right away. Cause they're amazing, you know? So yes. right off the bat from the first EP, it was just over, you know, they just won, you know, yeah. so, they're huge 
And um, yeah, just like there was just this energy at that time. And, and honestly, it was directly from Sublime, this energy that I'm Aww. talking about. It was, especially in Hermosa Beach, like we really felt it. There's sort of this connection of Hermosa Beach and Long Beach. Oh, for and sure. We really had your, you know, your music there. Like, like, yeah. he had just passed and like that music was, so, it was, you know, after he passed is really when it got really big, you know, that's when right. really picked it up and went yeah. crazy. And so like that, then it just started hitting and hitting and like Hermosa was crazy, sublime everywhere. And like, that's kind of, I think that's maybe Jarrett too, where we started, why we started like really loving that music and then like following up on those bands that were the, um, that came after Sublime, which obviously Brad signed Slightly Stupid. So, you know, Slightly Stupid, we were booked, you know, booked Slightly Stupid and um, The Expendables had that sound and Pepper and and all these bands that we're talking about, they would all play Sublime covers. You know, that was a standard, you know, they had to play Sublime yeah and then like they sort of built their own style off of sublime you know or or with that and maybe as the as a part of the foundation of their sound yeah sublime was the root that's so cool it still blows my mind it's it's just hard to hard to comprehend i can comprehend somebody else being in that situation but my brother that i don't know it's just it's just super weird and i don't yeah it'll never it'll never make sense to me but i think it's wonderful and i think it's such a an incredible thing to you know for any artist to be able to have people appreciate their their music or their art whatever their art is right has got to be the most rewarding thing but then to have other people use that as a basis to create their own sound you know, to take yeah. that, like you said, as a foundation and then build on that, that to yeah. me is the greatest thing. Well, what Brad did too, that like I kind of related to a lot was like, he was the one who took um, artists from Jamaica and used samples and kind of like introduced right. SoCal to these artists, the Barrington Levy, Half Pint, HR, you know, and he kind of introduced it into our SoCal sound and, and, yeah. and, and infusing it with with authentic jamaican music and he kind of made that you know so then everyone in socal wanted to play reggae you know because right. he made it sound so cool you know and brad <laughs> punk rock and hip-hop and he just, but like he really you know he just took reggae and made it like this other level mm. uh, and then everyone wanted to play reggae so that all the socal bands were like oh this is the shit like we want to <laughs> incorporate that sound you know yeah so, it's so great <laughs> to see how it's grown how many, you know, how many people have created their own sounds from that, you know, in the same vein, but, but there's so many distinct artists in this scene and it's, it's really fun. Yeah. Well now it's, yeah. Brad introduced those artists and he sampled that music, whether they fucking liked it or not. (laughs) Yeah. So Kelly, I have a question. Cause I had heard that Brad and like the way that, or the, that he was introduced to that music was this trip to Jamaica. I think it was maybe with, he and your dad, or was it where yeah. you? Yeah, no, it was that... with him. Yeah, him and yeah, dad. Um... Trip, Kelly, tell us about it. Did you have I a good time? Nine, I was oh. nine years old and oh. had stayed at home. Brad was eleven, from what I remember. Um, went on the trip with dad, and I think it was with a couple of our cousins too. I'll have to ask dad to make sure. It would be important to know these things. These details don't seem to matter to me, but. But yeah, he went on that trip and it was super impactful for him. They, they, um, it was a sailing trip. So they, you know, went to a couple different islands, but when they were on Jamaica, they, Brad was so impressed with the music everywhere, you know, like, and I've, I've said this so many times before, like music was just a big part of us growing up, but it was just, it seemed normal. It seemed natural. We didn't realize that that was unusual until we got older. So when he went to Jamaica, it was like, I get this, you know, like, this is what life is like, like just the music everywhere. And, and I was just talking with dad about it recently. And he was saying, Brad was so struck with how welcoming everybody was, you know, and he could just sit down and start playing with them or, you know, and they invited them to a party. And I mean, just this yeah. great welcoming atmosphere that really um, he, spoke to him. 
and he infused that in his music and then like yeah. i said he, he introduced it to all of southern california and then of course southern california introduces everything to the rest of the country and the world I mean, it's like right right so it's like and that trip is the seed that's crazy you know that's <laughs> yeah like, it really is because it you know nothing really came of it until much later but like you said it was just a seed like i don't think he i mean he wasn't like intentionally trying to take this sound from jamaica right you know it's right. just like all of us when we grow up right. we're influenced by things and then when we right. start to do things those influences come out and um so yeah it, there was no i had no concept at the time nor did he or my dad that that trip was going to be so impactful it wasn't until much later whenever you know after he died and everyone keeps talking about it and i'm like well yeah i guess he did go to jamaica with dad yeah i guess it was (laughs) kind of a big deal for him but yeah Yeah. that was definitely a a very impactful thing for him he was he taught it to those those two other kids that really didn't care (laughs) too much or know anything about reggae that eric and bub guy and uh and it all worked out pretty well for him it did they just wanted to play some good music that's all well you know i think it was a bold i mean of brad of, of brad you know it was it was bold like like before like people weren't doing that in california mm-hmm. like i said it was more of like punk rock at that time was huge and then there was kind of this deadhead scene that you know a lot of when i was in high school and going people going to dead show and then you had your guns and roses and and kind of that kind of, but for brad to be introducing reggae into his music and like really in such a cool unique way and everything that was very unique at that time like so now it's not so you know it's 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 very common you know so now it's you know that so many bands have a reggae sound but for what brad was doing at that time it's very uh, you know avant-garde yeah absolutely and it was it was definitely a team effort i mean it was the whole the whole vibe of the band you know whether it was him eric bud marshall miguel all the people that you know and i'm i know i'm leaving people out but it's just they created that sound together and it was just sort of this you know let's just make music because they just wanted to have fun and party and 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 do something that people wanted to hear and they did what they wanted to hear and fortunately they found people that wanted to hear the same kinds of things and it just it just worked you know and i think with any art whether it's a visual art or an audio art like it's just a matter of connecting with people you know finding something that that becomes a universal thing among so many people and i really do think that's what you've done with surfer's tv too because you bring that in another form to people you know we can have spotify and youtube and all these other things but it's like hey you like this style of music you like this whole scene here it is right here all together yeah i'll be together and and it's just it's just one more way that unites us all yeah well the cool, cool part about it too is like you know you guys know it's like there are people you know like when you say you're a reggae fan there's like there are different kinds of them like there's some right. who are just sort of into this cali reggae scene and they're you know the you know dirty heads and reb and i rage that's what they listen to and then you have like the whole hawaiian scene which they uh-huh. have their whole amazing scene in hawaii like yeah i call it our very... west coast jamaica it's like it's, yeah, it's a very jamaica. different sound yeah yeah it's it's more of a lover's rock and, and uh-huh. more you know it's jawaiian sound and and um very unique and amazing and so much good music coming out of hawaii right yes. now so, and then obviously you know jamaica is still you know the, the the source and then you have australia new zealand has this whole crop of amazing bands so like on surf roots what we try to do is to have all of it there you know and give mm-hmm. people sort of the best of all those and we have our on-demand menu so like if you just want to watch you know the hawaiian um reggae you put on island mix and now you're yeah. just you know just those bands or if you just are Hey, I just want to see what, you know, out of Jamaica, you know, if you're kind of, you know, old school, that that's, you know, you just like right. Jamaican, you know, we got that for you. So like we, we try, we, because we love all these styles, yeah. you know, so, so we just really wanted, wanted to kind of showcase the best of, of it all, you know. Absolutely. So. Well, you guys are doing a great job at that. All right. So before we let you go and Jared might have, oh, we do have more to talk about, but I do want to ask this before we move on. Cause, but it's totally unrelated. What's your favorite surf spot? My favorite surf spot? Um, I would probably say the Swamis in Encinitas is probably my, my all-time favorite. Just really? Kind of, 
yeah it's i'm not saying it's the best wave but it's just kind of i've gotten a, a good good share of, of waves there it's your home wave Sick barrels <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we have talked a little bit, um, or, or Surfroots has posted a little bit about a new show that's coming up that we've been talking about. You want to tell everybody? Yeah, well, we, you know, after, you know, meeting up with you guys in Las Vegas and talking about how else could we, you know, help with Bradley's house and raising funds. I mean, it's just, it's sort of a natural if we can kind of put together a Bradley's house little segment or show and, and each week and kind of, um, you know, playing some, whether it's some archival footage or some interviews with bands talking about Sublime and Brad and the influence. And then we can have, you know, Bradley's house um, donations going on with a QR code and commercials and, and things to get people knowing about, you know, your project and like just a way that through Surfroots that we can raise awareness for what you guys are doing. That's what we're going to, that's what we're going to do. Love that. I'm so excited for this. And I know a lot of people who've seen your announcement are excited about it too. There's been such a tremendous response. I just think it's going to be so cool to bring together all those elements. And then, you know, like you said, to do it, to, to be able to help out the foundation, I think is just, it's a beautiful way to honor Brad's memory and to, um, to really make an impact, you know, in this, in this scene and in the music industry, because we, Anybody listening, I'm sure, to this podcast is a fan of music. You know, for some people, as you get older, it's not as big of a part of your life. But for a lot of us, it's like air, you know, like well, when, we, we can't go a day without music. Yeah. As you say, when you get older, it's true. We're all getting older. But it, like, it kind of keeps you young in a lot of ways. You know, yeah. it's like it takes you back in your head towards times like when we're talking about Pepper. I'm like, oh, my gosh. I remember <laughs> when I first saw them in San Diego or you talk yeah. just it really does kind of keep you young in that way. I agree. I agree. And it, I think it also keeps you focused on, or at least allows you to get out of your head a little bit, get out of your, yeah. you know, the stress of adulting yes. and just, yeah. you know, remember that life is short and, you know, let's enjoy it. Let's appreciate it. Let's, you know, yeah. let's Celebrate. be kind to each other. Yeah. All those yeah. things, which I think is wonderful. So I'm super excited about the show and, for the record, I just want everyone to know it was your idea. I can't take credit for it. You came to us and we're like, how about this? And after we had that call, I was like, oh my gosh, this is so great. I'm really, really excited personally to, to watch and, and tune in and see all those things. But I think this is yeah, well, going to be you, a lot of fun. You guys, I mean, really started with that the house that Bradley built. You guys did the TV special. Remember yeah. with Paul? I'm sure, well, I don't know if Paul Milbury put it together. Yes. You know, and then you guys had um, all these bands playing. Um, we had that was live the belly yeah. up. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, I mean, oh, you, the you belly know, up was a great, great show. Yeah. And you guys had that great TV special. So we're like, man, let's just try to keep, keep that going. Let's try to keep yeah. that vibe going. And like each week we can kind of show good performances and cool archive stuff. And like, you know, why not? Like it's, it's seems natural seems very yeah yeah Yeah. well we sure appreciate it you know we've gotten such tremendous support from this community and um i i say it all the time but i feel like i don't say it enough that we just appreciate everyone in the community that's you know supported the foundation and has donated and bought merch and shared about it and and then all the the businesses like you guys that are like hey we have a platform let's help you out with that or we have this let's help that and it's just like i said it's just such this great community that we're all a part of and uh, i feel very fortunate so thank you well i mean surf roots you know wouldn't exist if it wasn't for bradley and sublime and what they did as trailblazers for all these bands and you know being such a big influence so i mean the least we can do is give back and and try to raise awareness for what you guys are doing and you know we're we're stoked and honored to even be you know part of it well thank you well i think we have an announcement to make too about a show in february jared are we allowed to talk about that yet or did i just spill something i wasn't supposed to say and we have to have anna cut it out <laughs> I don't 
I don't think we have to cut it out. I think everybody knows uh, uh, what it is. I, I don't want to say too much about it right now. We'll we'll make the bigger announcement. But um, I think that uh, everybody should who's going to be coming out to uh, Cali Vibes, which is going to be another amazing uh, three day weekend. Uh, uh, yes. I think they should probably plan to be around the Long Beach area uh, Thursday night for that that pre-night <laughs> kind of celebration type thing again, and uh, I think we'll have a, a lot of uh, a lot more that we can announce. And uh, I know that we talked to Dave, and and we're hoping to have Surf Roots included in that as well. So everybody knows what it is, and uh, and as we get closer, we'll be able to give you guys more information. <laughs> that was super subtle. Well done. You're much more diplomatic than I am. I would have just spilled the beans, but you did a great job. (laughs) (laughs) I'm terrible at keeping secrets. Just so you know, if there's ever something I'm not supposed to talk about, just don't tell me. Just don't tell me what it is. That way I won't spill it. That that Cali vibe. And you'll be able to break the news to everybody. That's actually kind of a good (laughs) For better or worse. What were you saying, Dave, about Cali vibes? Just what they've done with it. I mean, Cali vibes, you know, it started as the one love Cali fest started back at the observatory in Orange County back in the day. And our buddy Jared Sagawa kind of started it up with some guys at the observatory. Yeah. And then, then it migrated over to the Queen Mary park. And then now it's, it's at the Marina green park in Long Beach. Uh And through that um, progression, what they've done now is this is now the biggest reggae festival in the history of the United States. Wow. Yeah. Yes. They moved it to where now it's 25,000 capacity per day for three days. When you talk about 75,000 people, it's like, there's never been anything close to that. That's outrageous. In the U S you know, there are in Europe and so forth. They've had bigger reggae, but like for the U S this is, this is the super bowl. So, I mean, this is really (laughs) an amazing accomplishment to see our scene get this big and absolutely you know so yeah it's cool you guys are doing the the pre-party on the thursday night before and i think that'll be an awesome event we're excited and again my most exciting thing about it is that i'm not planning it jared's doing a great job and john (laughs) phillips and we got a lot of great people working on it golden voice has been so generous so we're really excited to be doing this and um and just excited to have so much support and enthusiasm and to be able to be a part of of all this great stuff that's happening. And uh, I've been hinting at it for a while, but we're getting really close to being able to make an announcement soon about Bradley's house. So um, thank you to everybody that's been working so hard and um, you included Dave, like we just appreciate you getting the word out and, you know, wearing the merch so that people can see it. And the more, the more pervasive it becomes, the more people get used to seeing it everywhere the more I think the more good we'll be able to do. So I'm super excited for that and super excited to have you guys be a part of it. And thank you so much for everything you've done to include us and to, you know, help spread the word and, and completely separate from that, just for being this great presence within this scene, you know, getting the the music out and, and giving people another avenue to be able to access it. I think it's really, really wonderful and you should be super proud of yourself. Mm, Thank you so much. I really, I really appreciate that. It's been a, it's, it's a lot of fun and um, it's, it's been a blessing for sure. My partner, Tim and I, um, it's, you know, over 20 years, almost 25 years now. I mean, that we've been, yeah, in in the music. And so it's, um, it's really rewarding. Like I said, it's like these kind of things like the Cali Vibes Festival and these national tours and, and you guys being able to build this recovery center and help people like all these things are coming out of this this music and it's just it's kind of creating some of that that change we want to see in the world you know absolutely Uh, you're right and that's and you know there's that the trite saying that you know change begins with you but it really does like if we want if we don't like the way things are we got to do something about it and you know it's sometimes it's big things sometimes it's little things sometimes it's in front of the camera sometimes it's behind but um you're definitely music that's doing good things yeah yeah, it's like music changes people, you know, if you notice that when people go from listening to some kind of different, you know, and they, when they get a hold of this music and it becomes a part of their life. And like you said, when they come into the scene and then we all see each other at events, it's just such a family. And like, so I feel like this music really has a big positive effect, you know, in the community and, and just, just with people that it touches. 
totally agree. Totally agree. Well, thank you so much, Dave. I know you are a busy man and it means so much that you would take the time to come on and talk with us and share with our audience. We really feel very fortunate to have you be a part of what we're doing and to be on the podcast. And you're just such a very cool guy. So thank you very much for coming on the Absolutely. show. Absolutely. And uh, Dave, take a second here to uh, to take the floor. If there's anything you've got coming up, anything you want to plug, websites, social medias, happy birthday, mom, whatever it may be. <laughs> this, is your, this is your time to shine here. I already said hi to my nieces and nephews. Yeah, but um, yeah, so surfroots.com is kind of our homepage. If you come there, if you want to enter your email, then you know you get all the updates and stuff and at surfroots on social media and like, you know, download the surfroots TV app, get the radio app and and um, yeah, just anytime you need some, some, some positive vibes, you know, I feel like you can tune in and it's there for you, you know, and so we're, we're, we're stoked to, uh, to stick to keep these vibes going doing a great job thank you so much dave for sure thank you guys for having me well kelly after taking a few weeks off i couldn't be any more excited to come back to have an episode and a chat with someone like dave resin as you mentioned he does so much amazing stuff and he does so much cool stuff and just to be able to hear a little bit about how it all started and uh, you know i i for one have been watching and listening to surf roots for years so it's just kind of cool to be able to put a, a a voice and a face to the person that's making all that stuff happen for us i agree and what a great guy just so cool so down to earth so fun to talk to and he's got such great stories we'll have to have him on again soon yeah, I feel like we barely scratched the surface with him yeah. and, and High Roots and everything. But you know what? It wasn't easy to get him on. It was a little bit of a we had to, we had to break him in easy. So we'll <laughs> we'll get him back and we'll we'll go for some more of those hard hitting questions. <laughs> do we have hard hitting questions? I don't know that we do. We come no, up no. with them though. No, we, 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 we don't. We we try yeah. to keep it pretty pretty easy here. So uh, again like guys. Huge shout out to everybody that came and visited us at the booth at Reggae Rise Up in Vegas. If you made it out to the Knoll Family Foundation show the night before, uh, thank you guys so much. Reggae Rise Up Vegas was uh, an amazing time for myself and Anna and Brindy. Um, and Kelly, I know that you, you had a lot of fun too, although you had a very difficult task of, uh, of spending some time with some some puppies that needed some some love so i did um, i did i had a lovely time actually i was it it was a bummer that i didn't get to spend as much time at the festival but i did get to spend some awesome wonderful time with a the sweetest pit bull ever to walk this earth and uh bowser's no longer with us but i had a wonderful wonderful time with him and i'm super grateful for my friends Shanna and V for letting me spend time with him. So it was a it was a great weekend. Of course, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna plug them while we're talking about Shanna and V. They are some of our favorite people. They have a booth at almost every festival. <laughs> they go everywhere. They are the traveling stones. And if you have not checked them out yet, you've got to do it. They are on all social media, their website, check out the traveling stones. They've got such great jewelry. Of course, they did Anna's engagement ring, which is just beautiful. Right now, they're working on a piece for my daughter-in-law. I've got a ring, a couple rings from them. We've got our fuck rings. They've got fuck chips. They are the greatest human beings, and they do such great work. So I know right now they're working on putting a whole bunch of stuff together for Wonderfront, um, which will have already happened by the time this airs, I just realized. Sorry. But anyway... They're at all the big shows, so make sure you check out the Traveling Stones. Absolutely. So, uh, guys, thank you so much. We appreciate everybody that has been bearing with us as the schedule has just been crazy and we haven't been able to get together and get some new episodes out. But we promise they're coming. We're not going to stop. We're going to... 
do everything we can to make sure we keep putting out awesome episodes and uh, and giving you guys the guests that you want to hear. So thank you so much for everybody. Of course, if you're listening to this and you're thinking, hey, how do I get one of those really cool Bradley t-shirts like Jarrett and Dave were talking about? All you got to do is visit the org, or Anna will include a uh, link tree description in the description of this show. And that will get you to all things Knoll Family Foundation. You can find out how you can get a shirt or we We've got beanies now. I don't know. If, have we talked beanies on the podcast yet? I don't think we so. We haven't. They debuted That's, in Vegas. They did. Brand new. And they are now up on the website. They're selling like crazy. We got so many requests over the last few years for beanies. We finally have them. And the weather has gotten nice and chilly just in time for our beanies or vice versa. So grab That's right. beanie. That's right. Beanie weather. So yes. uh, no oh. foundation. The Knoll Family Foundation.org. Um, I'm sorry. I have to interrupt you again, Jared. I know I do it a lot. But while we're discussing the beanies, a big thank you to our friends at Goodfellas Merch in Arizona. They donated a bunch of the beanies, and we are so grateful to them for both making them, donating them. Just wonderful, wonderful people. They approached us and said, what can we do to help out? And I was like, well... We've been talking about doing beanies and they just, they did it. They made it happen. And we are so grateful for them. So definitely check out Goodfellas merch. Absolutely. Huge shout out. And it it really does take a village and uh, we've been getting that village. So we are very fortunate. So thank you guys uh, so much for everybody. Like I said, who's been purchasing merch and who stopped out and just said hello at the, at the booth. Um, And, you know, like I said, the beanies are available, t-shirts, coffee, so much amazing (sighs) thing. And, uh, Lots of uh, lots of exciting news coming from the Knoll Family Foundation as well. So uh, we appreciate you guys hanging in there with us, and we look forward to getting uh, a bunch of new episodes of Bradley's House out to you, and then uh, checking out this new Bradley's House show on Surf Roots TV. Absolutely. It's going to be a lot of fun. Make sure if there's anybody that you want us to talk to that we haven't yet, that you comment or send us an email at Bradley's House Podcast at gmail.com or go on to the Knoll Family Foundation website and send us an email through there. Let us know who you want us to talk with so that we can uh, be talking with the people that you want to hear from. Yeah, absolutely. And guys, you know, you guys do so much for us as a foundation and as a whole. Um, If there's a a way that we can give back, like if you have a rich uncle or somebody that owns a business and they need some place to make that end of the year (laughs) donation to, we would be willing to step in and and take that from them. So, you know, as as Thanksgiving is approaching and the holidays are coming and you're going to be hanging around you know just hey toss it out there no absolutely family. you know somebody i'm so sorry while you were talking about a rich uncle all i could see was like scrooge mcduck in my head i don't know why well again we don't listen we don't want your rich uncle to have to pay the penalty of yes. not donating the right amount we're here for him that's right we are here to help we're here for him so uh <laughs> guys again thank you so much uh, for for joining back in with us uh, Kelly, we got to play a song, right? It's, we, it's been so while since we've done this. I'm, I'm forgetting the how this goes here. What, yeah. what are we going to play? You know, Jarrett, we don't have to play a song, but we get to. And I'm super excited that we are going to play a song by some of our favorite people, the band Pepper. We figured it was just appropriate since we've been talking about them all evening on the podcast. So we're going to play from the house that Bradley built by our friends at Law Records, which is Law Records. No, law-records.com. We're going to play Date Rape by Pepper. Guys, thank you so much. Until next time, I'm Jared Orr. She's Kelly Noel. You don't have to go home, but it's time to leave Bradley's house. Let me tell you about a girl I knew Had a drink about an hour ago Sitting in a corner by herself In a bar in downtown hell She heard a noise and she looked through the door And saw a man she'd never seen before 
Watching at a plastic smile well Her heart erased as you walked through the door And took an empty seat next to her at the bar A brand new car is parked right outside How'd you like to go for a ride? And she said, wait a minute, I have to think He said, that's fine, me up, he's buying a drink Well, one drink to turn to 304 And they left and got into his car And they drove away someplace real far Now, babe, the time has come How'd you like to have a little fun? And she said, if we could only please be on our way I will not Control. She didn't want to, he had his way She said, let's go, he said, no way Come on, baby, it's a lucky day Shut your mouth, you're gonna do my way Come on, baby, don't be afraid If it wasn't for day rape, I'd never get laid Started the car He turned around and drove back to the bar He said, no baby, don't be sad In my opinion, you weren't half bad She picked up a rock Threw it at the car Hit him in the head Now he's got a big scar Come on, party people Won't you listen to me? Oh, day, rape, style, The next day, she went to a drawer Looked up a local attorney at law Went to the phone and filed the police report And then she took the guy's ass to court Well, the day he stood in front of the judge He screamed, she lies, that little slut The judge knew he was full of shit And he gave him 25 years And now his heart is filled with tears One night in jail, it was getting late was butt raped by a large inmate and he screamed But the gods paid no attention to his prayers That's when things got out of control The moral of the date rape story Doesn't pay to be drunk and horny But that's the way it had to be They locked him up and threw away the key Well, I can't take pity on men of his kind Even though he now takes it in the butthole That's the way it had to be Locked him up and threw away the key Well, I can't take pity on men of his kind Even though he now takes it in the behind They right! 